Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Conti Fitness, the best in health and nutrition and wellness and run training and mindset training and you name it. You want to live a better life? ContiFitness.net. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness, and uh, that's my company, uh, High Five Health and Fitness. So uh, we do online health coaching and uh, all these things that make you feel good. So if you like, uh, if you know, if you're picking up what I'm putting down and uh, you think you want to work with me, uh, come check it out, HighFiveHealthAndFitness.com. We are also very excited to be live podcasting and an official sponsor of the Festival of the Sea 5K. It is the fifth annual Festival of the Sea 5K. It is on September 21st, 2019, 8 a.m. sharp. Brian, are you pumped about this I'm, or what? I'm pumped. Like, And if you want the two fit crazies to come and shout you out as you're crossing the finish yeah. line of a 5K, come. come like and, Susie Smith. Yeah. You are a Festival of the, of the Sea 5K <laughs> finisher. The voice of God, right? You know, uh-huh. like uh, you. That is your finish line. We're going to totally do it like Iron Man. No, it's going to be totally. It's going to be fun. I've done I've done a couple. You know, I've done MC and jobs at finish lines and races before, and it's just a ton of fun. This is this is exactly a week away from my Iron Man in Maryland, so Uh it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. If you would like some extra little promo, get some save some money. Just put down the word Conti C O N T I. Save you some money on that registration. And uh, that that website is Festival of the Sea Five K dot com. So Festival F E S T I V A L of O F the C Five the number Five K dot com. Thanks for that, Brian. You're welcome. See you all there. Yeah. It's Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazies and the microphone. We are where it's. At Brian, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. A lot of fun. Good conversation mm-hmm. we just had. Hey, I'm on cloud nine. How cloud about you? Cloud nine. We can live in cloud nine. You know that? Yeah. Step outside yourself. Get in cloud nine. I love it. <laughs> Ecstasy. <laughs> we um, had a great conversation today with Jordan Gross, episode 114 of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone. Like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Yes. Please. Um, it matters. Rate it. Give us a bazillion out of a bazillion. Um, holy moly. So really cool. Turns out Jordan is a fellow New Yorker. Grew up like 20 minutes from me on Long Island. Lives in New York City right now. And um, he's very, very cool young man who realized that he was uh, he needed to pivot his life and follow his passion at a pretty early age. And we're very jealous. Yeah, a <laughs> little, je- little jealous of that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it seems that uh, he knew right away that uh, some of the things that we went through with uh, corporate settings and jobs and, and uh, just, you know, really, uh, like Christina always says, following your shine is where mm-hmm. it's at. And he knew where it wasn't at. Um, and, he, and he only left and he became an author and he wrote a book. About getting comfy. Did a TED talk. Yeah, yeah, he's he's working with people all over. That's right. And uh, and you know what an in tune young man we got here today for you. He's on a ninety podcast <laughs> and ninety day tour right now, and we just happen to be one of the stops because we're where it's at. 
he set a goal of doing of being on 90 podcasts in 90 days. So, hey, there's a good chance you might even heard some of this before if you're a good podcast listener. Uh, he's been on a bunch, but um, you know, and and he was uh, referred to us from uh, our good friend Eric Malzone, also a podcast uh, like yeah. killer, amazing. And uh, you know, so uh, we we were really you know it was interesting um, because he his perspective is. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm going to use my own words here. It's very mature for a person of his age. He's a, he's a young man. I guess he's 24, 25. We've established by doing some math. And, um, you know, he's, he's uh, he seems to have some, some things uh, figured out and very, you know, just a very positive way of of living and, and um, you know, following some routines that can that can provide us with some happiness and some peace in our lives. And, um, you know, it, it was uh, it's a great conversation. So he's got a book out already called uh, Getting Comfy, uh, Your Morning Guide to Daily Happiness. And, uh, you know, he's got another one on the way, um, you know, which is uh, Journey to Cloud Nine. Uh, and we're, uh, you know, it was really exciting. I think it was a good chat. And he's, uh, you know, he's, he's certainly got some things he's going on. He's got a lot of a lot of great things in his future. And I'm really excited for him to see what to see where he goes um, with what he's done just this far with kind of realizing the amount of lives that he can touch and also set a goal of, you know, if he can get people to just realize what is your cloud nine? What what does that mean to you? And are you living a life? Um, he had said he wants to help people uncover their own cloud nines or simply help people leverage Yeah, that. That's right. This makes me feel good. How do I do more with it? Right. right. And that's really what we're about as our podcast. And then, you know, Brian and I, our mission in life is really to get people to, to live more quality lives. Brian, like we said before, feeling good? Makes us feel good. That's it. That's right. So uh, let's get after it here. We got uh, episode 114 of the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast with Jordan Gross. Check it out. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are too fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at? Apparently, Manasquan, New Jersey this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and episode 114 coming at you, everybody. So, uh, lucky to have Mr. Jordan Gross on the uh, on the line with us here, and uh, you know he, we find out that he's coming to <laughs> next town over from us. We could have done this in person, but hey, yeah. what are you gonna do? You know, Jordan, what's going on? How are you? What's up, Brian? What's up, Christine? Thank you guys so much for having me on. And yeah, I wish we would have done it in person. It could have been somehow even more fun than we're already having, but uh, this this will do for now. So thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat. 
Super pumped. So Jordan has been a really good sport because uh, he came on and Brian gave me this little like something to, that tr- I don't I don't even know what this is, Brian. He gave me something to try and it tasted like absolute j- dirt. So when Jordan jumped on the line, I was like choking and crying. So Jordan, you are such a good sport for, you know, putting up with us. But that's we are yeah. experiments of one. And, um, yes. you know, we're out here to to um, really inspire other people, give them unbiased information about health, wellness, nutrition, fitness yes. and Honestly, feeling and feeling good because feeling good, Brian, makes us feel good. Oh my gosh, oh, I've been using right. that lately, and it's <laughs> um, it's just great. So um, today is no different than any other day, except we've got an amazing guest by the name of Jordan Grosso, published author, published author, coming to us from New York City. You know, I got a special place in my heart, obviously, for that. And Jordan and I realized we grew up not far from each other and have some yeah. ties to. Uh, to Babylon, Long Island, um, Jordan, right. there used to be this commercial, and it was, everyone from Long Island would hear, it would be like, the heart of it all has it all, Babylon. <laughs> have you ever heard that commercial? No, never. I've well, never. now you have. You need to Google it. I know. It. I think you did it better than the commercial, probably. <laughs> it was, it's, it's like a running joke for like decades. Is, uh, is Babylon paying us for that commercial? I'll let them, I'll I don't know. know. We're gonna send them a bill. Well, two fit no, crazies. Yeah. Babylon's gonna be like, "What is this two fit crazies bill?" I interned for the mayor when I was in <laughs> high school in the summers. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they'd be like, "This stoplight's out." I'm like, "Please hold." <laughs> That's really Great. funny. Yeah. Oh man. So Jordan, um, we always say that our guests on on the podcast they don't just you know fall out of the sky. Um, yeah. You know, usually. You know whether it's a connection or some we've met or or whatnot. So now we actually have a mutual, some mutually we know. I think we have a lot of people yes. we may mutually know at this point. Yeah. But, at this point, yep. um, so Eric Malzone, how how did you yeah. know him? Because he's a friend of the podcast. How'd that yes. happen? Yes. So Eric Malzone and I connected back in March because something that I'm doing right now to to talk about you know inspiring people and. And my whole thing is sort of living purposefully and intentionally um, in a clear mental space and things like that. And uh, one thing that I'm doing on my end is I challenge myself to do 90 podcasts in 90 days. So at the beginning of May, I started this journey. (laughs) And yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, I'm wrapping up in just a, a week from now. But Eric was one of the first people who I talked to. And Eric said, wow, this is awesome, man. It's, you know, I love challenging myself. I do my own challenges and, uh, you know, it ties well into the fitness world. And then he looked at who I was and I'm a certified personal trainer. I work people out every morning. Um, fitness has played a huge role in my life. So we just had an awesome chat there. And then he was just like, you got to talk to these, these two fit crazies. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they have this great podcast. And I was like, I that's not nice that you're calling them too big crazy. He's like, no, 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 no. Like that's what they call themselves. And uh, then he put us in touch, and now here we are. So yeah, I'm very thankful for that connection and uh, that Eric was able to to make the intro. He's a good guy, and talk yeah. about doing podcasts. He, you know, he he does a podcast every 15 pa- minutes, seemingly. You know, cranking Eric, them out. He cranks oh them out. It's amazing what he does. We were both we've both been on his show and then he's been on ours and then we've been on his uh you know his uh his future fitness podcast as well mm-hmm. and um amazing yeah so uh yeah really cool so tell us what's going on i mean we know you got the books going on why don't you take it take us through it how did you get to where you are today yeah absolutely so i've got a a winding and weaving sort of road and uh my story really starts actually with 
I was always a guy who on paper was just going through the motions. And, and when I was in middle school and high school, I was a good student and I was a very good athlete. So the next logical step was to go to college and play sports, right? So I'm playing soccer at Northwestern and, you know, I'm not going to be a professional, unfortunately. But uh, the next step after that was get a job, right? So I asked the people around me, my teammates, my fraternity brothers, you know, what should I do next? And they said, oh, study economics and then get your internship in finance or consulting and you'll have a great life and you'll have, you'll be stable. You make a lot of money. So that's what I did. And I interned in consulting and I had one finance internship and I did a pretty good job of realizing that that wasn't necessarily for me. So there I was again in this position of like, what do I do next? And again, I looked to the people around me and they said, oh, why don't you just continue your schooling? So I did a master's program in management studies. I stayed in Chicago. And uh, that was the year when everything started to kind of click. And it was my first step into living the life that I wanted to live rather than basing it off of societal expectations and what everybody else was telling me I should be doing, right? I had this moment of, of clarity where I started listening to personal growth and development podcasts and I started reading self-help books, right? And um, I'd say one of the real first sparks was that during this year, I said, you know what? I'm going to get my uh, NASM personal training certification. So that's that was the first thing that I did because fitness has been such a huge role in my life. Like I mentioned that I was an athlete, but I grew up bigger than everybody else. And I was overweight and I was a goalie in soccer. And I, I sort of used my size to my advantage there as a kid. But uh, little by little, when I realized that my health was going to impact the way that I lived moving forward, I, I started to lose weight and I got into the gym. And now it's become you know a religious routine of mine. So the first thing that I wanted to do in discovering who I was, was that played such an important role in my life. I wanted to give that to others. So that's why I got the personal training certification. And then, yeah, so throughout this year, I, I heard that word passion a lot. So that was one of the passions that I was getting into was for the fitness world. But then I had other passions that I thought I wanted to pursue. So one of the other things I did was I'm big into food and beverage and restaurants. So I started helping a couple of startup companies in the Chicago area. Um, there were food delivery companies. And then I started my own startup company. I, uh, I did something related to the Alzheimer's community because my grandfather passed away from Alzheimer's and I wanted to help people who are affected by Alzheimer's. And then at the end of this year, after all this great work and great searching, I fell back into the trap of like looking good on paper. And I went into a corporate role where I was getting paid a lot of money to do this leadership and management restaurant program. Um, where I thought, you know, just because I was in the restaurant world, I was doing something I was passionate about. But in actuality, it was the most intensive corporate, you know, 15 hour days, 60, uh, six days a week kind of experience. So I quit that pretty quickly. It took me about four months to escape the corporate world. Hmm. And after those four months, I wrote my first book. And the first book was My Morning Routine. That helped me overcome stress and anxiety. It helped me be really positive. It helped me be optimistic in this hectic and chaotic workplace where, you know, literally I would see some of my coworkers leave and even come to work in tears. Here I was knowing that it wasn't the right experience for me, but I still had a lot of energy and enthusiasm. And again, I wanted to share that with other people. So that book was called Getting Comfy and the M in comfy. It's, a, it's a, an acronym for my own morning routine. 
it stands for movement. So here we are back again, just with the realization of how important exercise, fitness, health and wellness is in my entire life. So for the last year and a half, I've just fully immersed myself in this world of of well-being and, and wellness and, and mental and physical health. And uh, now I've got this new book coming out, which sort of takes a little bit of, of a deviation away from the the uh, the fitness side of things, but it's called The Journey to Cloud Nine. And it's it's a fictional book about walking through your life and seeing what happens when you make choices for yourself versus when you make choices that are based off of societal expectations. So it's sort of like, you know, my own way to share my journey, but through a fictional type of story. So that's that's where we're at. That's where we are now. <laughs> I, I want to get into all of these things, but you glossed <laughs> over something and I want to tell you how goddamn lucky you are that yeah. that you it only took you four months to uh, real to realize yeah. i was gonna say i'm like this yep. <laughs> i mean it took you know i mean and and look i think that a lot of us uh a lot of us suffer a little bit more than the than the four mm-hmm. months that you endured um it's but it's we it <laughs> takes us longer to realize a, or to have that courage to do it. A, it takes you longer to realize, and then you're willing to live in it and 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 roll around in it for a, put you know for put up with it and yeah. and think yeah. that you know perhaps you're optionless uh, when that's not you know the furthest thing from the truth. And right. uh, and and you know uh, you know Christine and my experience is uh, you know similar but different. Obviously, we uh, we you know I I was in it for a lot longer. Christine mm-hmm. as well. You know, maybe if I try this ne- this next job in the same realm of of you know sales and whatnot, uh, you know there'll be some happiness over there with a little bit right. more money. You know, I'll be more important. And I and society says we have to do this. True. And yeah. and we That's fall right. into this. Well, this is what this is what you're the supposed 401K. to do. Oh my God! No, it's, no, yeah. it's the pen. My there mom, the pension. The pension. Christine, you're leaving teaching your pension. What about your pension? I'm like, what about my mental happiness? Because I want to literally drive my car off a cliff. I'm screaming at my kids. Um, you know, th- where is that? This is life. This yeah. is what life is about. And right. I feel like you have recognized that at a point where you could immediately start making changes and yes and that is what's so important and that's i think what brian and i want to get into today with our podcast um again you know you're in the fitness realm you you were an athlete mm-hmm. obviously but yeah. you're seeing the important uh the importance of the mind and the mindset yeah. and the yes. way that you look at things and i think it's important for us to Fo- get into following your soul mm-hmm. yeah that's all right and and the one thing i'll add now is just to say that I mean, first of all, four months felt like 40 years, mm-hmm. but uh, still, I, I, yeah, I am super grateful and, and, and lucky that I had that presence of mind to realize it pretty quickly. Um, but the reason that I always say is because I was so involved in, in being self-aware and, and intentional and deliberate by this stage in my life after like a year and a half of listening to all these podcasts and reading all these books, it was like, I would hear story after story and read article after article about people who were 35, 40, 50, 60 years old who look back with so much regret saying, what if I just would have left my job and pursued what I really wanted at an earlier age? And I'd hear these stories. And, and, you know, sometimes I would hear about light bulb or aha moments where people would need a perfect alignment of the stars or a spiritual awakening or you know unfortunately sometimes tragedy to strike for them to take control of their lives and there i was at 23 just saying like 
why would I wait for any of that to happen? Why wouldn't I just do this now? So my aha moment was the realization that I didn't need an aha moment. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. So getting comfy. Uh, that was yeah. your first uh, first steps into uh, into uh, being an author. And, yep, uh, that's so right. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I, let's have a little bit of fun here. Um, let's just, let's do part of the routine together. So we'll literally do a comfy routine in like the next five minutes. Let's go. Ready? Close yeah. on or off? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what you sleep in. Comfy. <laughs> um, so we got, uh, C to start. Okay. So on three, we're just going to take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Ready? One, two, three. <sighs> All right, so boom, we literally just did the C part of the comfy routine, and C stands for calm. So something to take note of with comfy is that each acronym is a general topic rather than a specific action. So the book is all about recommendations because I don't want to sit here as, as an authoritative voice and say this is what you have to do, right? Because I truly believe that every single person is different. And the way that you're going to get the most out of your morning routine is by interpreting the recommendations for yourself, assessing them as you you try and, and you fail in your own life and see what works best for you and what does not. Um, because that's what I did, right? This whole morning routine is based off of, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning, okay. which is the savers and it's silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, um, reading and scribing, right? So I was practicing that morning routine and I was saying to myself, oh, well, visualization I do throughout the entire day. So, you know, maybe I don't need that so much in the morning and I like to write. So I, I want scribing in there, but I don't like to read in the morning because it makes me go back to sleep. So I, I was basically just assessing for myself what was going to work best for me. And that's how I created Comfy. So just keep that in mind as you, as you listen to this and kind of create your own routines off of it, which is my ultimate hope. Um, so back to C, yeah, C stands for calm, right? Because right when that alarm clock goes off, right, we jump up and we're startled and, and there's so, so many thoughts immediately running through our head. It's like the best thing to do to overcome that initial anxiety is to just take a deep breath, right? So for calm, we just did deep breathing, but you can also do meditation. You could do yoga. I go for a nice walk. You know, I, I like to do the dishes right when I wake up. It's just this meditative act for me to just do something a that I know is going to put my mind at ease and B that I know I can just accomplish really easily. It's like that make your bed speech. Right. Um, it's just, you know, it's something where you can start the day on a, on a high note, knowing that you can achieve something. So that's C. So, Oh, let's do this. I want to ask you both. What is something that you accomplished this week? Oh my gosh. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. The laundry list. Um, I did an event for one of my studios through a Beautiful. successful event for the studios, for the members. Good. Amazing. I, uh, I love it. I, I started a new program with some high school kids that I work with every summer. Oh, I love that. What kind of program? Uh, just uh, uh, general fitness for uh, getting ready for some soccer. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Right up your Amazing. alley, right? It is right up my alley. I was just going to say that. Um beautiful so o stands for openness and what there are basically two routes you can go with openness and the one that we did is opening up to another person right so you can do exactly what we did and say hey 
Christine, I, I really accomplished something big this week, or I'm so grateful for what you did for me this week, or um, this was something that I, I struggled with this week. It's a way for us to get our minds, our thoughts out of our minds and out there into the world. And the other thing you could do is a little bit of self-openness, right? So this is through journaling and self-reflection. So you could put down in a journal, you know, my technique is to do gratitudes, strengths, weaknesses, accomplishments, challenges, reflections of the day prior, and then projections for the day ahead. So that's my little journaling technique. And, and again, it's a way for us to just get these thoughts that we have bottled up in our minds, out of our minds and out there into the world. So that's O. And then M, M is my favorite, and it stands for movement. So movement, if we were together, if we would have done this podcast um, in person, then we would do 25 jumping jacks and just get our heart rates up a little bit. But uh, I won't I won't make us do that for the sake of time right now. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so M is movement. And honestly, there are a couple of different routes you could take with this. It could be your workout for the day. You can definitely do a weightlifting session, a long run, sprinting, hit, whatever you want there. But also for me lately, because I, I'm up super early, I wake up at 5.09 every day and then I have to be at my first thing at 5.30. You're late, um, bro. You're late. You're talking to the yeah, two fit crazies. What are you guys? <laughs> I was, uh, I was, sometimes yeah, four. I was sometimes. Four, there it is. I was 4.15 this Today morning. Today was a late day for me yeah. this morning. I love that. I, I love that. I got I to gotta set my game up. Um, so, yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. So by 5.30. Why 5.09? I guess I have to ask that. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So five five a.m. is like you know the five a.m. club by Robin Sharma. That's okay. one of the I, I love Robin Sharma and my my book sort of takes on the journey to cloud nine takes on his methodology of telling fictional stories um, about personal growth and development. Uh, th- so five o'clock is basically when I wanted, but I'm a very thematic and symbolic person. So journey to cloud nine, I kind of everything I do that number nine is involved these days. All right. So five oh nine, that's you know that's where it's at. Good. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So I wake up five oh nine, and then right now I've just been doing um, twenty five push ups, twenty five sit ups, twenty five jumping jacks, just to, to literally turn on my brain and my body. Yep. Good. Um, just so, to say good morning. Yeah. I like it. Just just say good morning. That's exactly right. Um, but you know, if I have more time, like I said, I'll, I'll do a full session in, I'll go for a run. Um, I'll do some sprints out here on the water, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, it's that opportunity to just, you know, at this stage in the game for me, it it exercises and movement is so much more about the mental than it is the physical. Um, so yeah, it's just that, that way to really wake up on the right foot and, uh, get the entire body energized, both mind and body. So the next one is F and, uh, F stands for funny. So this is my other favorite one because it's a little bit less common. Like I think you hear the other tips for the morning routine a lot, but F being funny, the goal here is to just wake up and start smiling, right? Because especially in today's society, there's so much tragedy, there's so much devastation, so much pessimism out there. It's like, why would you want to start your day like that? So instead of consuming the news as your first form of media, I say to instead of watch CNN, watch a PNN, which is your positive news network, which is, you know, great videos, people are awesome videos, soldiers coming home from war videos. Um, my thing is like puppies and babies just put smiles on my face, right? <laughs> so that's how I, I just literally fill my brain with that in the morning because 
like, yes, I, I have a lot of serious things going on in my life. I want to accomplish really big things. I want to help people. And I know that other people have the same things going on in their lives. So yes, serious things do happen, but the best way to respond appropriately to them rather than react impulsively is by not taking ourselves too seriously. Right. So that's how I want to start my day is on this, this lighthearted, upbeat kind of note. So the last thing we have, which is really the culmination of why there even should be a morning routine for people is why stands for you or your choice or your passion. And basically it's just something that you want to do rather than what you have to do. So that's how you end up the routine. It's just this, this uninterrupted moment of, of self care so that you focus on you the rest of the day so you can be the best you for, for other people, right? So that's how it wraps up. That's the comfy routine. And then boom, you're, you're ready to go. And, and, you know, I didn't even mention timing with any of this really because it could be five minutes or it could be, you know, I literally have a friend who does a five hour morning routine. Yeah. So five minutes, five hours, whatever it is. Um, and that's, that's just the best way to start the day. This should be your whole day, though. Pretty much, you know, you should <laughs> yeah, really, you, you know, going. that's yep. the thing. It's if you are making the choices that, you know, you do, you are following your passion, you are moving, you yeah. are, you know, exercising good decisions that are yep. that are good for you. And again, self-care means that you're able to care for yourself. You're able to care for the people around you. You're able to yeah. do a better job, be a better person, whether it's, you know, just smiling more. I think yeah. even the whole funny thing is, oh, I love it. It's so important. It. What was it? The, that was something that was shocking to me. Kids smile and laugh about, it was like, uh, it was like hundreds or thousands of times or something. And adults, it was like eight yeah. per day. Oh per my day. goodness. Yeah. That's it was, it was some unreal ratio That's of really like, terrible. Right. And yeah. Well, go ahead, Brian. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, Christine, I'm so I'm so happy that you you picked up on that. It should be how you approach your entire day because that's actually what it's turned into. So now, even so, I had the opportunity to give a TED talk, and it was about getting comfy with the uncomfy. So it wasn't just a morning routine now, but also this this comfy, this C O M F Y, is really a mental preparedness model for anything in your life that is stress or anxiety inducing, anything that's daunting, right? So it's turned more so into me talking to high school students about big tests or exams or stress related to going to college or me talking to college students about picking their majors or me talking to people in the fitness world about losing weight and what that means for their lives, right? So this comfy is really just the, the perfect way, um, both thematically and, and in practice, to uh, get outside your comfort zone and give you a great way to actually go about doing that. And if you're not uncomfortable, you're not living. How about that? That's right. That's, That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Now, I, I love, you know, just, uh, you know, high, highly uncomfortable situations. There's nothing that's, that isn't remedied. Even, um, you know, like... When I get up every morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's you like know. An I think of my life right now, this is really interesting, as an adventure. Every day yes. when I get up... It, because I used to be so regimented. It was a routine. I get up at, you know, six. It used to be earlier. And then when I started not really enjoying my job, it was later and later every day. So I didn't want to go. Um, but I get up now. Even if I'm exhausted, I'm like, all right, I have to get up. And I, I think of this huge laundry list of all these things I have to do and this and that. I'm like, it's an adventure. This yeah. day is an adventure. And I've got to get to the end of the adventure to come back and see my family or whatever it is I'm doing. But 
once you flip that switch of like, all right, I have this or this meeting or this, guess what? It's kind of a, I think it's kind of a cool thing to, to be able to see that, but it takes a long freaking time to be able to see it in those rose colored glasses, I guess. And and I, and I think, you know, just like, just like I said to you, Jordan, how fortunate and, and, and lucky you were to, to only have it take that four months of, of you being in, in the corporate world to understand that it wasn't for you. Uh, you know, so many people just drift through their worlds and, and, right. and, you know, everything. And they're just carrying a big, gigantic black cloud with them everywhere that they yeah. go. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and don't even know it to the point where they don't even know that they're the black cloud anymore. Um, you know, everyone else around them knows that they're, <laughs> that they're the black cloud. And, and uh, you know, so just just the identifying the need to, to have a routine like in, in something like this is, is, you know, it's worth it in the book itself. Just to kind of point out, like, hey, you know, have people check in, have people be open with themselves, yep. uh, you right. know, check in and just say, hey, you know, where am I at really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I like it, man. That's right. Yeah. It's about it's about overcoming autopilot. Right. Um, you, you don't want to just go through the motions and then realize one day, hey, oh, wow, I, I should have been I should have been living more intentionally. I should have been living more according to, you know, what I love to do. Right. Um, that's what it's really all about. And Christine, you said life is, is an adventure. You wake up and every day is an adventure. And I, I absolutely love that. But, um, so, so for me, I, I definitely am aligned with that word, but I also see life every day as a privilege, right? So just a quick, a little bit more of a serious story is, but it's still fun and, and enjoyable. But so my, my mom was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis MS when I was, uh, it was 15 years ago now. So I was nine. And uh, literally every single day, she wakes up and has to choose comfy or uncomfy, right? Stay in bed and let the disease sort of overcome her or literally get uncomfortable, get out of bed, struggle to walk down the stairs, right? And start her day and show her children how resilient and strong that she really is. And, And she chooses the latter every single day ever since, you know, she was first diagnosed, right? So literally for me, every single day, I view as such a privilege because my mom has trouble take, literally taking a step. So everything that I do, I'm just so grateful that I've been given these opportunities. And I really want to, to show other people how, how fortunate that they are in their lives as well. All right. So here's, here's where we're, yeah. we're going to go with this, Jordan. Yeah. Wonder Woman says you have two choices in life. You choose to do something or you choose to do nothing. Always mm. choose something backstory i got diagnosed with a very aggressive autoimmune i've been under a couple rounds of chemo a lot of our listeners know this and Uh, that was kind of one of my i lost my dad like it was just like a a shit show for like Mm. and you have two choices what are you going to do christine you're going to lie down and use this as a crutch or you're going to take this and you're going to use this as a gift jordan you are using what you've been through as a gift and you are now singing it from the rafters you're going out there you're chasing your dreams and that's exactly what, you know, Brian and I have been through a lot of, you know, crazy yeah. stuff as well in our lives. And, you know, we could sit there and say, what are we going to choose to do? Well, we choose to go out and make a difference. And that's, again, why we created the podcast, why you're writing the books, why we're together right now, Jordan, is I think that people out there need to know. They need to know that it's not okay to not do anything. It's not yes. okay to use your disease and use what you've been through as a oh, well, this is just my life and I'm stuck here and I guess there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. F that, okay? It, that's yeah. not okay. And 
and this is what, you know, we're here for. And I think that our listeners with, you know, with your book, The Journey to Cloud Nine, well, shit, we're all looking for Cloud Nine every single yeah. freaking day. And right. we don't always know what steps to take in order to make it better. And all of us know that life is just not, you know, rainbows, butterflies, and unicorns all the time. Of but course. but we're not going to take it laying down. And, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, and, and we feel obviously that's terrible for, for your mom. But that's, I mean, the fact that she's such a warrior and keeps going and that I'm sure she's freaking proud as hell for you who's using this to inspire others. So thank yeah. you for doing that on behalf of the no. universe, Jordan. Yeah, no, th- thank you for, thank you for that. That was, that was really beautiful. And, and I, I, I'm very, very appreciative. Thank you. Tell us about cloud nine journey to cloud nine. What's uh, what's that project all about and uh, define it. And for how us. I can yeah, get there. Let's go. Let, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about cloud nine. Yeah. So, so the overall, I mean, the, the origin story is, is kind of crazy. Because this was back in November 2018, and it was a an atypical Sunday. For the only reason that was was because me and my buddies were we're still good friends from high school. We all live in the city together, and we're down in the lower east side of the city watching football as any as we would do on any any Sunday. But uh, on this particular Sunday, kind of instead of focusing the conversation on nonsensical 24 year old guy stuff. Um, and cursing at the TV because our fantasy teams weren't doing well. Right. This on this day, we we got we got pretty deep, and uh, one of our acquaintances from high school had passed away the week prior. So we were talking about life and death and love and meaning and purpose, uh, very different topics of conversation that we'd usually have. So on my way home at like ten or eleven o'clock, I was driving in an Uber. And I'm usually the person in the Uber who starts a conversation and wants to learn the Uber driver's life story because in things like that and things like, I don't know. I do that too, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like, I'm sure you, I'm sure you do this too, but it's like Like talking to cashiers, talking to cashiers and, and people at the line at Chipotle, right? It's like, how can we make that the airport? Where are you going? How can we make their day a little bit different? Shut up. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. So, but on this particular day, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like that. I just wanted to sit in the back seat and let the thoughts like kind of simmer in my mind, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't because I saw this boat in the East river and the boat was called cloud nine. So I just blurted out to the Uber driver, like, isn't that a cool looking boat? What does cloud nine mean to you? And his responses are literally the, the fundamentals for, living a cloud nine life and having cloud nine moments. Right. And he's telling me stories about the day that he got married and the day that he had his children and this, you know, a a childhood memory that he had and this, you know, a career accomplishment that he had. Right. And as he's talking to me, I'm thinking, wow, I I think there's a concept here. I want to learn more. I want to dig deeper. So I've been asked, or I I kept asking people, what does cloud nine mean to you? What does cloud nine mean to you? And I've realized that there are these momentous occasions in our lives where we can have this feeling of euphoria, this feeling of, of uninterrupted joy, right? But there are also these cloud nine experiences that shape the way that we live our lives. They're sort of like the aha moments, the light bulbs, where you realize a story and you take that story and you use it 
to uncover your purpose, to uncover what's going to be most meaningful or fulfilling in your life, right? So there are a lot of different things that I'm doing with this Cloud9 concept, but the overarching principle in every single Cloud9 moment that I've heard and every single person who's living a Cloud9 life, it's exactly what I mentioned to you guys before. It's that there's basically a way to live life that's based off of societal expectations and the people around us and what everybody else expects us to do. But then there's also living your life in the clouds where you live based off of your gut, your heart, your intuition, and you actually choose the road less traveled, the one that's going to be more challenging, because ultimately that's what creates each and every cloud nine story and experience that I have heard. So that's what it's all about. And then I do I do coaching. I do uh, my own interviews. Obviously, now I'm doing podcast interviews on other people's shows. Um, the books come at this fictional book that I mentioned is coming out in like January or February. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just a really amazing way to share people's stories, but also learn from the stories and help people who have not yet uncovered a cloud nine moment, realize what it has been in their lives and then use that moment to, to push forward and, uh, consider what they should be living toward, um, in their futures. You know, it's it's so funny because like we've had those, you know, you said those yeah. aha moments and those and the, you know the epiphanies and and yeah. and all those things and and how freaking great it feels, right? That understanding or just that level of satisfaction or whatever that it is. And one thing that that I that I tell to the my clients is that you know you can have those moments and we can live in those moments like all the time, right? Like you can find that all yes. the time. Just yes. as easily as we can find that despair and that rundown and like it's like there's the choice there. Like we can always understand what that feels like and, and, and even if it's just like taking yourself back to a memory or taking mm-hmm. yourself back to how that feeling was and you can just go there all the time. Yeah. And the more that you do it, the less you have to remind yourself to go there. You just stay there. Exactly. Um, yep. You know, it's just a right. um, really, really fun, fun, interactive, you know, uh, um, you know, just like, um, uh, you know, just like a, a fun project that we do with what I did that I had to do with people and just get them to just yeah. feel it, feel it right now. OK, feel that next time you're not feeling it. All right. Yep. You can just kind of keep going back there. Um, That's right. I like That's it. That's right. And you mentioned something in there, Brian. Here's something crazy for for you two crazies. But um uh, for some reason, I, I never do this, and there have been a series of really strange coincidences that have that have happened during like this whole Cloud9 process. But I looked up the the root of the word ecstasy, okay. and ecstasy comes from the Greek word ecstasis, and ecstasis literally means to step outside oneself or to stand to the side of. Right. So Brian, in, in what you were just saying where you have these moments and you sort of take a step to the side and you think, wow, that was this amazing experience. And wow, this is, this is, ha- this is my life. It's, it's incredible, right? Right. Cloud, cloud nine moments, a lot of the time come from literally taking a step to the side or taking yourself outside of the situation, inserting yourself, say, you know, for my, for my book's case, like into the clouds, looking down at your life from like a third party perspective and assessing whether or not that moment is in full alignment with the person who you know you should ultimately be becoming, right? So I, it's so great that you were able to, to share that because it's right on, in line with what I have, what I've learned, the patterns that I've seen. It's amazing. Yeah. 
What made you yeah. go fictional, uh, uh, you know, fictional uh, book, a fiction yeah. book with it? Great question. For me, two, two things. One, I always like to be different and I always want to have my own unique spin and I, I love being creative. So that's like one of the overarching re- reasons. But then two, it's because when I came out getting comfy and it's, it's done, it's done very well. And I'm, I'm so fortunate for the experiences and opportunities that it's provided for me. Um, but some of my best friends didn't read the book and I was very perturbed by that. And I would ask why. And they would say, look, we'll support you. We'll post about it. We'll write about it, whatever you want us to do. But I'm just not a, I'm just not a self-help kind of person, right? I, I don't want to be told what to do. Right. You live your life one way. I'll live my life the other way. You know, I, I, I don't like self-help, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't need the pep talk. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, so when I, thought about that and I always considered my my feedback very carefully and I turned it into feed forward I thought well how do I get my some of my best friends to read my next book and by creating a story where there are a hundred percent self-help principles weaved in throughout it but if I create a story where rather my friends could get immersed with the characters they can get fully invested with the stories being told the plot, the twists, the turns, the surprises, right? If they're reading and that's what they're focusing on, and then, oh, by the way, there are these life lessons that they can take out through really trying to see themselves in the characters and saying, oh, wow, like this relates to my life. Um, Hopefully I get them to read it and hopefully it has the impact that I want, which ultimately, just like I tried to do with Getting Comfy, ultimately it gives them the opportunity to see the advice, like really take it in and then interpret it in their own way and implement it in whichever way is most suited to their lives. Right. So that's what I think fiction does. It it allows the, the author to say, Hey, I have something to say, but I want you to interpret it in the way that you want to interpret it. So that's why I chose the fictional route. Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know the mo- movies inspire us just you know more. Or, oh yeah, you know and 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 that that's the story and and that's you know what our show's all about and and I've yes. said it almost on every single episode. You know we have you on here because you're an author, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But then we get you on here and we hear the story about your mom and we hear the story yeah. about you growing up and you know and, and all yeah. these things that they that, that you know just collide and and they make you, um, you know that's what our show's all about is your story yeah. and you coming on here and mm-hmm. telling it and I think that. Uh, you know, without, you know, preaching self-help, you know, you, yeah. you've, you've created, a, you know, an environment where people learn from it. And it's, uh, it's yeah. fascinating. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for, for giving, giving me the opportunity and the platform to, to share that, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So now let's, let's talk about, let's talk about going forward. I know that you have yeah. big dreams and, and big goals and, you know, every day you you wake up and, you know, we're talking about getting comfy and getting uncomfy, yeah. being comfy. So how are you walking the walk right now? Let's talk about that. So what is it that you're doing that you feel, you know, is following these these guidelines that you're that you're putting out there for everyone to make them better? Yeah. So in my own life, it's definitely, you know, doing my comfy morning routine. And uh, I aside from that, I have this this dream, my own journey to cloud nine where I want to, you know how everybody, they, when they create something in a movement, they want to like impact a million lives, right? That to me, I want to tangibly 
see the impact I can make on another human being. And I, I just don't think it's possible to interact with 1 million people and see somebody change 1 million times. So every single day I'm on a goal to personally affect 9,000 people, right? Mm -hmm. There's the, the symbolism and the theme again, right? Yep. So I'm trying to have 9,000 people within the next however long it is um, un either uncover through a series of different questions that I ask their cloud nine moment what stories can they tell? What stories can they uncover from their lives that truly reveal their cloud nine moment and the cloud nine life that they're supposed to be living? So that's one route is to help them uncover. Or the second route is to help people leverage their cloud nine moment, right? So once you know the moment, what is it that you're going to do next in order to live according to what that moment means to you? Um, so again, back to, to my life, like my cloud nine moment is when I quit my job and I was, I was in the restaurant late at night. It was like four o'clock in the morning. I locked myself out of my office after doing the final inventory count in this meat cooler. So there I was locked out of my office, freezing cold. And I just had this, this moment where I kind of said, I need to get out of here. This is not the impact I want to be making on the world. The impact I want to be making on the world has to do with adding value to other people. It has to do with building and creating relationships. It has to do with growing and building something of my own. So with those three, three things in mind, you know, I also have, you know, it had to be related to positivity, connectivity, and creativity. So thinking about all those things every single day, I just live according to those values. Like that's always on my mind. I always ask myself, am I living according to this kind of life and every decision that I make? Um, so yeah, each day is a different adventure, just like you said, Christine. Now let's bring us back to Earth for a second. Ready from Cloud Nine? Because <laughs> these are the questions that that really that really people people need to know out there, especially our listeners. Everybody, we all want to live at Cloud Nine. We all want to make yeah. these decisions. We all want to do what's best that makes us happy. Yet, how for you anyway? Mm -hmm. How how did it go for you when? Hey, I'm going to, you know, I've just invested in this education, um, yeah. you know, parent wise, support wise. Yep, yeah. I'm just going to quit. Um, for me, yeah. again, and I was, you know, in my second career when I and my first, you know, investment banking and then teaching, those are very, yep. you know, great money and benefits and this, everything yeah. is going smooth. And again, I said, you know, my mother was like, what in the hell are you doing? Like, are you having a nervous <laughs> breakdown? Yeah. I didn't have I, a lot of support. And, and, and the thing yeah. that resonated with me, and I thought about it myself, and it's something that you said, Jordan, and I know that it was the same for you, Christine, was that I'm not making the impact that I want to make. Right. And yeah. that was exactly it for me. Like, this is not it. I've had I've had several I've had several I made it jobs mm -hmm. like this is good I made it right um, mm -hmm. and, and and none of them left me with that soul level satisfaction that yep. I was creating the impact that I wanted. I was to. a freaking teacher. Yeah. Like, how about that? Yeah. Like usually the teachers are like I'm well, gonna change the world. Impacts are different. And, you know, it's different. It was just a different. It was very superficial. Right. Like, I was making an impact on. Yeah, a lot of kids, they were getting great grades, going to college. Yes, great, fantastic. You know, you got a couple kids here and there that are like, you changed my life, you saved my life. But I knew, and I know that sounds, you know, maybe selfish even, but I knew there was a bigger well, yeah. calling. You were yeah. making an impact that you certainly could have hung your hat on for the rest of yeah. your life, but it wasn't yeah. yours. Right. Right? It's so yours. True. So, Ooh, Jordan, that's, how did... That's the perfect part, yeah. So how did yours. you get 
get yourself to a point? Did you have that, you know, that pushback of, you know, what are you doing or is, you know, how are you going to support yourself or whatnot? Yeah. How, mm-hmm. how do you, how did you face that? Did you, and how'd you get past it? Yeah. So uh, there's a lot to uncover here. I'll try to do it in the best way possible. So a couple of things, first and foremost, it's about the type of person that you are. So you like, again, it, it all comes from this inner work of being so aware with, with the kind of human being that, that you are comfortable with. Right. Because for me, like I crave risk and I, I am so go with the flow and learn as I go. It's like when I quit my job, I was not nervous about the future because I knew that I was going to figure it out. So if you're not that kind of person, then you need to be a little bit more intentional. You need to have a little bit more of a plan, right? Maybe don't quit the second you realize you need to quit, right? Maybe save up for a couple of months and figure out what you're going to do next. I quit that job with no inkling that I was going to write a book, with no inkling that I was going to start my own business. I literally took it step by step right after that experience. So that's the first thing I'll say is, is it comes from the inside out. You have to know who you are first before you go ahead and make any sort of monumental life changes. And know your, cir- um, and know your circumstances too, and right? And know the circumstances as well, which it leads me into number two. It's like, even with how much I, even with how um, risk-seeking I am, I still knew that I was in a position where I was comfortable, you know, financially. I, w- I wasn't going to be homeless. I, I still had people who loved and supported me. Like, I, I had made some money from this corporate job. I had saved up from college. I had money from the companies that I started. Um, so I was going to be fine. I had a burn rate, right? I, I sort of viewed myself immediately as like a startup company where I had a burn rate of how much time I would need to take before I really, you know, hit the panic button. So that was another thing is I was sort of prepared for it. Um, even though I didn't know exactly what it is that I was going to be doing. So then we have the question of like what other people were thinking and, and I'll speak specifically to my parents. Um, my mom is, is number one fan, couldn't have a closer relationship with her. When I wanted to quit my job, she was fully on board. So I had the support of one person, which I believe is, is all you need, especially if that one person is in, as important to you as my mom is to me. So I had that support. So immediately I kind of checked off the list of there's one person in my life who is fully on my team. Um, so yeah, she, and you know, where my mom comes from is, She's like my mental health guardian and she just wants to be healthy and happy. And when she, when I, I remember when I said that I was going to quit, she said, Oh, I'm so happy because I think this job's been taking a toll on you. You look like you lost a little bit of weight and I don't like to see you this skinny. And I said, okay, mom, like, I love you. I love you. Um, my dad, however, my dad was the one who gave a little bit of pushback. And this is not to say that he is not my number one tied as my number one fan because he is, and I'll get there in a moment, but I had to consider, again, not only my circumstance, but his circumstance, right? So my dad is a lawyer. He's been, a, he's been a, an attorney since he was 25 years old, and he's 60 now. So for the last 35 years, he's been an attorney, and that's the life that he lived. His dad was an attorney, and he took over his firm. So my dad has always come from a place of stability and following a path and sticking to one thing because that's what he knows, He doesn't know like the entrepreneurial journey. He doesn't know uh, about writing books and things like that. Right. So he said to me, um, I think maybe you need to consider reconsider. And I think maybe you need to think about this. And I think maybe you need to take some more time before you make this decision so hastily. And uh, 
this was the first time where I don't think I listened to my, my dad. So I ended up quitting. And this is, this is the true sign of how I know that I have the best parents in the world, right? And, and this is the sign that I think makes a great father. It's because even through all this pushback, even through trying to act as the guide, right? The second I quit and handed in my resignation letter and said that I was going to write a book, my dad flipped a switch from guide to supporter. And I'm pretty sure the number one question he asked me when I first quit and said I was going to write a book was how do we make this thing a New York Times bestseller, right? <laughs> so all of those thoughts, all of the pushback, everything he wanted me consider, to consider sort of went out the door once I made that decision. And he turned into, again, rather than guide, he turned immediately into number one fan. So the overarching message is just know that when you make a decision, know who you are, know your circumstances, know who the people around you are, and make sure there are people who love you, support you, and uh, just make sure you're not hungry, you know, begging for food at any point, too. I like it. Kind of important. Yeah. I was going to say, or or be willing to... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> to embrace begging for food if that should yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, be willing to go without. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was things that you know. I think all of us have to give up certain things in order to chase our dreams, especially if it's you know you're making a big pivot in your life. You think your life is going to go one way, and all of a sudden, you know, again, like you said, there might be tragedy. There might be something that happens. It might be something amazing that happens, yep. and that might lead you to. uh you know, to your cloud nine. So Jordan, just to, uh, just to wrap up today, what um, I would love for you to do is to tell our listeners where they can go about finding more information about you, about buying your books. We're going to post all this stuff on our social media um, platforms as well. And yeah, yeah, let us know right now. Website, find you. Go ahead. Yeah, really simple. It's just journey to cloud nine.com all spelled out journey cloudnine.com and the most important thing is if you put your email uh, email in the the email list spot or wherever it is on the top of the website every Tuesday and Thursday I send a different story from a conversation I've had with somebody around the world um, of them explaining their cloud nine moment and then as the book gets closer there'll be updates about that so uh, yeah if you throw your email in there you'll have access to all that stuff so journey to cloud9.com and uh, feel free to reach out to me over email through LinkedIn is my biggest social media platform and I respond to literally everything. So please reach out and guys, thank you so much again for giving me this opportunity. It was, it was such an amazing conversation. I don't think you are as crazy as you think. I think you guys are pretty, pretty rational and have some pretty great ideas. So thank you so much. The, I really the crazy it. comes from the fitness aspect of it. We go bonkers. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and Christine's freaking nuts. I'm speaking highly of you right now. Uh, listen, man, you're an extraordinary young man, and uh, and and I really enjoyed this. Uh, this was this was a great Likewise. conversation. Um, you know, we 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 do some show research, believe it or not, before uh, you know uh, uh, people come and join us on the show. And yeah. uh, and I was I was interesting to you know I was, I was interested to see because you know I knew you were yeah. you were younger than us uh, by a, by a Just few a years. I don't yeah, know few, what you're talking yeah. about, Brian. Right, uh, <laughs> younger than me at least. And uh, you know, and I said, all right, how's this guy gonna come on here? And right. tell me how to live, goddammit. Uh, you know, without you know what the, I think, though? You know, I, Jordan, honestly, when you talked about your book being fiction, I actually was an English teacher and, prof- like, professor, mm. whatever. So I'm, I'm a big 
secret geek mm-hmm. and nerd. I just don't yeah. tell people all the time. And I do a lot of writing still for fitness wise, but I think you made such a great decision about writing that book in oh, fiction, whether it means a lot at all. But I really do because sometimes I think it's important that you are able to relate to characters that may not be, you know, this is Jordan's life and, and right. oh, well, how old is he and what does he do and where is he from and what, what's right. his background? Who gives a shit? It's, the, yeah. it's making that universal connection with someone that they can, you know, put themselves into that into that book and into that place. And I think, you know, as someone who is just, I love literature, that's what makes, that's, that's what makes you grow. It's people will tell me all the time, Christine, did you read this book or this book? And I'm like, no, because I read every single one of the freaking classics. (laughs) Why don't you read one of those and relate to that? That's some real mental and physical growth that you can make. So I think that was just about that. Really cool. 10 hours, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, but thank you so much, Christine. I re- that doesn't mean a lot. I really appreciate it. Um, cool. Yeah, that was beautifully said. All right, Jordan. With that said, we right, thank guys. you. And, uh, Brian, what do you think? I say we hit it. Let's get this Let's get this guy on the train down here at the Jersey Shore. For real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Amazing. So, with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.